Thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you for Calvary. Amen. That's why we are here. We are here to celebrate the crucifixion, but also the resurrection. Amen. And we thank God for that. And thank God for what God did for us 2,000 years ago, but also what he's doing now among us. Amen. Thank God for that. Um, greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this, this evening. Happy Easter to those who are here and those who are streaming. And uh, just want to say it was good to listen to the service this morning. And God speaking to our heart and uh, eternal life. Amen. Unveiled behind the seal. Thank God for that. It was good as well to hear the word from the pastor. It was also good. Uh, so that he's praying for us and, uh, and we are praying for him as well. Amen. A blessed servant. Um, I think I'll be all the singing. Just let you go. And uh, the musicians as well. God bless you richly. How many are happy to be Christians? Amen. Amen. Good to see some faces. Uh, how long is this lockdown going to be? <laughs> I'm saying, oh, if I'm tired of this lockdown, <laughs> I, want, I want to go home. Oh, me to go home. I'm tired of it. Too many restrictions. Uh, but I want to be free. Amen? Just go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we want to humble ourselves once again before you this evening, Lord, as you recognize that we are just human beings that you desire to use for your glory, Father. We have nothing of our own, but you put inside of us, Father, something that is more precious, that is yourself, Father. And Lord, you gave us, Lord, that, that willingness to serve you and also the power to serve you, Father. Lord, we just want to humble before you. We ask for anything that might be on the way that the blood of Jesus Christ glances and remove it, Father. Lord, we want, Lord, to offer you all of the sacrifice that will be pleasing unto you, Father. And everything that will you say and do, we want to be pleasing to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the work of Calvary. We thank you, Father, for the resurrection. We thank you, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, as we heard on Friday. Father, the backbone of Satan has been broken, Father. Now, Lord, we are free. Now we can live free. Now, Father, Lord, we can take all the privileges that Calvary has given unto us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that. Let your name be praised. We want to walk, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, as Christian. We want to live as Christian. We want to be perfect, Father, on your side, according to the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us and cleanses us, Lord. Oh, Lord, we come to you. Oh, we want to walk with you, Lord. As in the 2,000 years, there was that experience of those walking to Emmaus, Father, those disciples along the way, Father, you opened the word of God to them. They testified how our hearts were burning within ourselves as it was unveiling the word to us. Father, may that experience be the same to us today, Father. May, do, may you do the same thing as you did 2,000 years ago, Father. 
sprinkle our heart, Father, to the word of God that we might respond and say, He is here. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Father, we are not, Lord, worshiping a dead, a dead God. We are not worshiping a, a God of history, but we are worshiping God of the present tense. You are the great I am, Father. May you once again visit us this evening as we commit ourselves to you. Bless your people wherever they are, Lord, and may you respond and answer to their needs. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. I invite you to go to the Word of God this evening. The book of Daniels. Daniel 9. It's a bit different from the so word for, 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 for the resurrection, but uh, just said in my heart, I couldn't get rid of it. So Daniel 9, verse 2 and 4, and then we go to 20 and 23, and then we go to John 20. So Daniel 9, 2 says, In the first year of his reign, I, I Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years, Whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment. Five, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precept and from thy judgment. And it goes on all the way. Good prayer to read if you have time, home. And then verse 20. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being, being caused to fly swiftly, Touched me with the time, but about the time of the evening oblation, evening time, once again. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Amen. John 20. Twenty-four, verse twenty-four to thirty-one says, but Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see 
in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were with him and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. In other words, after eight days, he told them, Shalom, once again. This is portion, this portion of scripture is only written in John. It's John who called that, and John, we know that he had the eagle anointing. And he called that, and he's, he's repeating that, and says, verse 27, Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither my, thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and, and thrust it unto my side, and be not, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. The revelation of deity was just unveiled to him right there. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me and hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. May God bless his word. You can sit if you want to. You can stand if you want to as well. Just read 30 and 31, finish. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. I'll try not to be long this evening if I can, but I would like to share just a, a thought, um, see if by God's grace I can combine the two that we thought that we have read. God bless his word. I didn't know which title really to put on this, but I came with something that says, when something is fixing to happen, when something is fixing to happen. First of all, I want to recognize and say that at the beginning, this is Sandra Easter. We're not celebrating Jesus of 2,000 years ago. We're celebrating Jesus Christ who, is, who was dead but is alive forevermore. And he gave us a promise, because I live, you will live also. That is promise. Because I live, I can, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. He died so much so that his life can come upon us. Amen. He died so that we, he took our place so that we might become the very righteousness of God himself. That was his purpose. Amen. But the prophet mentioned here somewhere and says, no matter how pathetic his death was, if there was no resurrection, he was just a man that died. It has to be a resurrection. There is something that makes a difference between our religion and other religions. It becomes because we have an empty tomb. We have our founder of our religion is not dead. He's still alive. He's still doing the same thing that he did when he was here on earth. Amen. Praise be to God. All the other religions can claim different things, but they cannot perform the same thing as their leaders did. There is one thing that's different there. It's in, 
if you read, I was, I was listening to the message of Brother Vanam. I'll give this thought and I'll come back to it. But it's something that, that has struck my heart. And Brother Vanam says it many times. And, 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 and I just want you to think about it and to ponder about it as we go through the service and come at the end of it. He says something like this. He says, prove it. And we say, well, he is in our heart. They say that their founders is in the heart. But I'm so glad that Jesus left us a solid rock foundation of his resurrection. We don't have to wonder. It is the truth. The amazing thing is that so many people doesn't see it. And I've wondered that, that tonight I'm going to try to approach it by the scriptures. It's talking like the evidence of the resurrection. It will give many, Brother Banham has talked about the evidence of the resurrection, many, many messages, the proof of his resurrection, the infallible proof of his resurrection. But if you think about it, what is the proof of his resurrection? What is the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to you, to me? What, what is that proof of that resurrection? If you have to put yourself in a discussion of that Muslim who was, who was, who was, trying, who was trying to claim, who was trying to, to, to talk, I think, to Brother Billy, Billy Graham, who's trying to tell him, but you say, you say, or another evangelist, I'm not mistaken, but you say that Jesus Christ is risen. Can you prove that to me, that Jesus Christ is risen? But what I would say, we look at it, that's, I don't want to disclose what he was saying. Because I want you to ponder on that. But I want, if someone comes to you and asks you the same question, prove to me that Jesus Christ is risen. We are not there to prove to other people that Jesus Christ is risen. It has to be by faith. It has to be by faith. It's a personal revelation, something that you have to know. But just think about it. If you have to come, would you live the same way as that, that ministers left? Would you live the same way as that, that evangelist left? You need to have an answer. You need to have, you need to have something that, whether he believes it or not, but you need to have something that you are not ashamed of, but it has to be a reality to you. Think about it. Just as we're going to the service, Lord, make that evidence to me. Give me that proof. Give me that reality. Give me that something that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know, that you are risen from the dead. And as you should see the trip to Africa, he's even going to more details. He will say, and it just struck me, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, it was, it's not, I'll come maybe to that if I have a little bit of time. But as he's going to that, says, you say he's risen from the dead. You say that he's born from a virgin. There are many religions that claim that their leaders were born from a virgin. He says, and he goes and then again, uh, you say that. Is reason left an empty tomb? That so many religions say they left an empty tomb. But what can you give me as a proof that is really reason? Then leave that. I want to quote the prophet before I go in my subject here. The prophet says, "The whole world seems to be alarmed." It is an unseen force that is trying to warn man that something is about to happen. The whole world is shook up about, is in the message, stand still. It's just about the end of the age, just about the coming of Christ, just about that hour for him to arrive. The newspaper, and I heard a commentary, a commentator say not long ago, not long ago, that 85% of the North American people were mentally disturbed Think of it. 
85% of the people on the North American continent there's something wrong mentally. They're going at a breakneck speed, they're rushing going, they don't know where they're going. It's a nervous age. What is it? Then I give the solemn warning to the church, stand still. God, God always commands to stand still before he does anything. That's where I got my, my thought. When something is happening, is fixing to happen, God always commands to his people to stand still before he does anything. The church is in this neurotic stage. Every church is a proselyting, a pulling, a fasting, a stewing. It's a neurotic age, but stand still. Now that's the message. Notice Caleb here. Caleb was the one who quietened the people. They continue, he says, the people had just come back, the spies from over the promised land. There was a Kadesh Barnea, and they had been brought through many trials and seen the hand of God. We have seen the hand of God. We have as a believers, as a message, those who have been working with the Lord for a long time, we went through many trials. You have seen the hand of the Lord working. You have seen him doing great things. He has proved his love to you. He has saved you. And we have seen the hand of God working. Now he comes here as he's describing it, a very beautiful picture of the full gospel church. And many of them had come discouraged, discouraged and upset because so many different isms and things has happened in the church. But don't take away the real thing, but I don't take away the real thing, all the ease, all the different things happening, it doesn't take away the real thing. It doesn't take away what we have received. Amen. God's calling his church to halt. Stand still. Don't be jumping and running, not knowing what you're doing. Come back to the word. Come back to Christ. The solution is not going from here and there, from reading here and there. The solution is coming back to the word. How can I be still in this time of trouble? How can I be still in this time the situation is rising here and there? How can I be still in the situation of lockdown situation? Come back to the word. Come back to the word. The situation, the circumstances doesn't, don't change the real thing that we have received. It's still the real thing. Amen. Brother Brown, brother, brother Brown, brother Ed mentioned it on Sunday, I think Sunday or the other day, if I'm not mistaken. He says, mentioned it and it struck my heart. He says, the, 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 the world is being conditioned. It's being conditioned for, for what is going to happen next. It's being conditioned for tribulation. The world, the economy, all you know, different things, the politics, the religions, all the different world is being conditioned to go through the period of tribulation. It's going that way. There's nothing that can stop it. Uh, I was listening to, the, to, Pastor, to, Pastor, to Pastor Harold in one of the messages. I forgot the title. I think the identification is one of them. One of the messages I was listening to. Him, and he's, he's made that statement. He says, no matter how much we preach the word of God, no matter how many people get converted, it won't stop the way the world is going. It will continue going the way it continue, and it will go into tribulation. But now what we need to have is now, is I have to call, call but, but, but Ed was saying, now it is the church, the bride who needs to be conditioned for the rapture. We also need to get into that spirit of the rapture. Amen. What should be our attitude? Our attitude should be stand still. 
Because God always commands to stand still before he does anything that he has to do. Don't be jumping here and there. Come back to the word of God. The prophet will tell us many things, and we know as, a, as a believers, when God is about to do something, you will see the enemy trying to do something as well on the side. As when the church, as, a, as, as a, the minister can come and is about to make an altar call, you see the kids being disturbed and doing different things. We know as the mature Christians that there is something that is about to happen, and the devil knows what is about to happen. That's why it's disturbing that way. He's just trying to use innocent kids to try to disturb, to get into the way. Amen. But do you, should you be disturbed as well? No. You stand still and wait for God to come into exercise and work. Amen. The same way, Brother Bam will come many times and will say many times, I'm about to do an altar call. I've seen someone raised up and speaking in tongues and he thinks, it's a good thing, but it's out of order. If it is out of the order, that's not God. what God wants. God wants to come back to the Word of God to be in order. Amen. Because when God is doing something, He wants things to be in order. Amen. We understand that. And the song leaders and preachers and other people, we know we have a special maybe to, to pray or to, to, to sing and different things. When you are preparing for something and the devil knows that it's going to be good, you try to put many things around the way to try to stop us. But you should not be discouraged. You should understand that Jesus Christ is working and you're going to be a blessing. As we remember the story of Sarah, before the visitation of the angels, she got stirred. She got nervous. She got frustrated. She different things coming. She was looking at the natural. The same, the same trials that Abraham was going through. The same report. But when I'm going through an example, he says, I could see Abraham having different reports there. Oh, this is happening in the farm. This is happening in the this. This is happening. Different bad news happening. But Abraham was not disturbed. He was not disturbed. He was getting himself prepared because it could happen anytime. Let me tell you that the attitude the bride should have. Many things happening on the side here and there, but God what do you want me to do? What do you want me to be? Help me to stand still. Help me to stay focused on you because you have something that is you're doing. Something is fixing to happen. Many times when we see is there anything too hard for the Lord? Many times when we see disastrous things happening like that, especially to believers, we, we must bear this in our mind that it's Satan trying to block the blessing that is on the road. That was very much, in this case, Satan was trying to tempt them to feel that they had done wrong or was trying to block them on the coming, or the coming visitation that God was going to give to Abraham and Sarah. And we are taught in the scripture that all things work together for good to them that love God. And no matter how bad it seems, remember, it has to be working for your good. I'm so glad for that. Oh, I lost my job. It's working for good. Oh, I lost this. It's working for good. Oh, I can't do this. It's working for good. Oh, my business is going down. It's working for good. But I mean, lockdown is working for good. Everything worked for good for the believers. 
Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So the key here is, Lord Jesus Christ, whatever I'm going through, help me to love you more. Cause me to love you more. Help me to do things that I feel, oh God, Jesus Christ, that it brings me to a closer relationship with you. Help me to fulfill your purpose. Because God has always a purpose. God is not surprised by circumstances. If he allows a circumstance, it has a purpose. Amen. Even the devil can be an instrument in the hands of the devil, in the hands of God, rather. Why? Because God is making, want to make, to fulfill his own purpose. It's our attitude that brings the result. How do you see the situation? How do you discern the situation? How can you take that opportunity, whatever you are going through, use it as an opportunity to fulfill the purpose of God in your life? Look at the example of uh, Joseph. Going out of my subject here, but if you look at the life of Joseph... It's got a lot of turns around. He had a vision. He had a vision. He had, he had a dream, and he had those two dreams. And he knew that those two dreams would be fulfilled. But he couldn't interpret them. He couldn't understand them. He couldn't know the way it's going to turn around. But little did he know that how, how, how these brothers were hating him, it was part of the fulfillment of the dream. How they have to reject him, how they have to put him in that pit, how they had to sell him, how he had to go to Potiphar, how he had to be in the jails. In all those situations, it was part of fulfilling that dream. If he had to complain about how things were happening, he would be losing the purpose of it. But in all situations, he was like, God, help me in that situation. God, help me in that situation. God, help me in that situation. If he didn't go to those types, we wouldn't have the type of, of the perfect man. We wouldn't have the type of... Of, 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 of Jesus at the cross between the two, the two, the two, the two, the two, the, the two, the two Steve. We couldn't have that type, amen? It, had, it was for a purpose. May God help us to always have the right discernment in all situations. God, help me to fulfill your purpose. In the time of Daniel, I was amazed how... God used the Babylon, the king of Babylon, as a tool in his hand to accomplish what he promised through the prophecy of Jeremiah. But words at the end, God had to punish Babylon for persecuting Israel. Even though there was a tool that God used in order to fulfill his own word. That's what I'm saying. The devil, sometimes he does know what he's doing. He's doing what he's doing, but he's just a tool in God's hands. But God has a greater purpose for the believer. The believer needs to be asking God, help me to love you more and more. That's the key of Romans 8. Help me to love you more and more, no matter what I'm going through. Amen. As we look at the attitude of Daniel here at the beginning... The prophet says, I want you to notice how Daniel, yet an alien, yet ousted from his people, ousted from his church, without one church service, without one, any church to go to. It's kind of, uh, at least we have a church to go to sometimes here and there <laughs> when, the, when the call comes on you. But Without one church service, without any church to go to, 
without any hymns to be sung, but what he sang himself. In the midst of all this, still held on to what the prophet said. Amen. No church to go to, nobody to fellowship with. Everybody went to hidden temples. Everybody worshipped the idols. People now in this lockdown, people are worshipping idols. They are on YouTube, Netflix, and all different things. You know, you think that you'll bring them closer to God? Necessarily not. That has continued to worship in the old idols. They go back to the same thing. They're feeding on the old things. But there is a bride like Daniel. She's taking this time. God, I want your purpose to be fulfilled during this time. No Christian songs. Nobody believed the same thing he did. And 68 years from a young man of about 12, 14 years old, when he was taken down there, he held true to God and understood by Jeremiah's prophet that his days were almost accomplished. How would, how that would warn, how that would warn, warn the heart of any true prophet of God today that we look back and see that this true prophet said and know that we are at the end time. He said, I understood by books that, that Jeremiah, my brother, many, many years ago, prophesied that Israel would stay down here 70 years and that time is about fulfilled. Now listen to this. He made himself ready. So he understood by the scriptures, but he made himself ready. And he called the fast and sanctified himself when ashes and sackcloth and put it upon his head and went to fasting and praying to understand about what day they were living in. And if Daniel, the prophet of the Lord, could consult consult Jeremiah's book and bring him to such a place that even Israel coming out, all of them alive was coming out of Babylon to go back to the homeland will cause him to fast with sackcloth and ashes. How much more ought to do to the church of the living God to know that the time is fading out and shall be no more? Amen. And the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in the great millennium ready to set in. How can we spend, waste time gambling, swimming hall on Sundays? No more for the, no more time for the Lord. Just run down. As he's rebuking them, remember he's in that situation. He had to prepare himself. He had to make himself ready. I will go down. Maybe I'll go ahead of my notes here. John, Daniel was not taking an attitude of saying, it has been prophesied and I'm waiting for two years. So let me just wait for those two years to be spent. And God is going to fulfill his word. No, that's not the attitude he had. Although God will always fulfill his word, but God, I want to be ready in this time as the word is being fulfilled. I'm not taking an attitude. I'm just waiting for when the lockdown will come and we come back to church and continue the old ritual things. God is doing something during this time. Lord, I want to use this opportunity to get closer to you as never before. Even if the doors are open, I want to come back in the church a different person. I want to come in the church to charge. I want to come in the church with a different attitude. During this time, work on me, Lord. Amen. Says, if the pastor speaks on something and other that you don't like, you get up and go out. If you don't like someone, you just now these days, just you switch off the computer, 
you change to Cloverdale. Oh, sorry to mention Cloverdale. You change to another channel that you like that preacher because the other one is too noisy. <laughs> or he's saying whatever you don't like. Why is I don't want this. Oh no, this one, I want this my preference. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. You shut down. But no, it's not that attitude we should have. The leadership of the Holy Spirit is still here. The Holy Spirit is still leading his people. Amen. And if the church holds too long, you will be dissatisfied and look at our condition. Look what we are doing. Compare our lives to that prophet. When God is fixing to do something, what is your attitude? What is your attitude? When God is fixing to do something, it requires an attitude of humility. It requires an attitude of searching into the book. During the time he knew that he was about to do, but he's still going there and searching into the book. This is our time where we need to be searching into the book, to be eating in the book. Amen. Remember the first dispensation of, of the Gentiles started with, 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 with Daniel. Daniel, dispensation of the Gentiles started with Daniel. The attitude they had, let me say, maybe that's the same way that it's going to end. We need to have the same kind of attitude. We need to be have the same kind of people who don't. I don't have a church to go to. I can't go to church physically. But God, here I am. I'm spending time in prayer. I'm spending time in reading the word of God. I'm spending time in an attitude of humility. Forgive my sins. I confess my sins. If I'm pure, I'm confessing the sins of my people. Daniel, when he look at it, he look at the seriousness of the time. You come to hear the message, the Proverbs say in one message. You come to hear the message, or sometimes you come to hear a messenger. The message is the Holy Spirit taking the word of God and giving it to you. I want that to be the attitude, Lord. I want you, the Holy Spirit, to take the message as I'm reading. Not just listening, not just reading by reading. Lord, as I'm listening, as I'm reading, as I'm listening, as I'm dedicating myself, I want the Holy Spirit to take the word of God and to give that to me. To make it personal to me. To make it life to me, Lord. I want that to be a reality in my life. Amen. During this time, I want that to be a reality in my life. Lord God, I want to be robed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What strikes me in Daniel's time, as I said, he was not, he was not living in an attitude of fatalism. You know, the fatalism doctrine is the attitude of saying events are subject to fate. That whatever I'm doing, there is already a predetermination. You know, sometimes we put that in a predestination. You put predestination and you confuse predestination and fatalism. You know, fatalism say, okay, it will happen no matter what. Whatever I do it, I don't do it, it will happen anyhow. That's not, the, that's not predestination. Predestination is, has to make you become part of it. You have, if you have, you have been predestinated unto it, you will see a desire for that thing happening in the heart. If there is no desire, I'm saying, I'm saying with all fear that I have, 
what maybe, maybe it's not predestined for you. I'm saying with a lot of fear and trembling, uh, respect, uh, 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 please acknowledge what I'm trying, I'm trying to say. But it has to create a desire in the heart. If there is no desire, there is something wrong. If there's no desire, it's time to come and ask the Lord, give me that desire. Because in this time, I need to have that desire. Something is fixing to happen. May God give us the seriousness of the moment. May God give us the seriousness of the time that we are living in. Don't just take it as an event and just put a little on the side. May God help us to take the seriousness of the time that we are living. Jacob, who was the type of the grace and the election, the Bible says, Jacob, Jacob I can just quote the word, the word of God says, the children not being yet, not having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand, not of works, but of him that called. Jacob was the representation in the masterpiece in the Old Testament, was the representation of grace, was the type of election, was the type of grace. But we see when Jacob was going through his own life, he considered the seriousness of the birthright. He was not neglecting the birthright. We saw Esau was neglecting the birthright. He took it. Well, I, that's not too serious. That's something. That's something. It's okay. I, I, I can survive without that. But Jacob, because he was part of the election, there was something inside of him burning. I want that birthright. I want that Holy Ghost. I want a new birth. I want a change. I want a body change. I want the reality of the Word of God. I want something that is making me to love God more and more. That's what was the type of the revelation that he had inside of him. Amen. Predestination election is not fatalism. It's a participation in the divine plan of God. Amen. We have to be partaker of the divine nature of God. Don't neglect the birthright. Don't neglect, don't neglect the, the, the new birth. Don't even just neglect and say this situation we're going through or this plague shall pass. You know, this plague, why are you making a big fuss of it? Well, you know, I'm not trying to emphasize the thing that we are going through, but I'm just trying to say, do you consider that something is about to happen? If something is about to happen, there must be a change of attitude. There must be something greater than what we used to do or how we used to be, how we lose, look at things. People, like, like we heard that's the other Sunday, brother, and things are not going to be the same thing for the world anymore. Things must not be the same for us anymore. If we're at this level, God, help me to become at this level. Help me to come at a higher level, Lord. I want a closer walk with you. Amen. Jacob even fought with the angel, considering the seriousness of the time. He was not a fatalist saying, Isaac already blessed me, so it's going to happen. He already gave me the inheritance, so it's going to happen. No, he was there fighting for the same blessing that was already given to him. He was fighting with the angel, give me that blessing. I will not let you go unless you bless me. You have to bless me. 
And the angel thinks that I have to bless him and I have to bless him. And he got a new name. The prophet says he got a new name, Israel. We want a new name. We want a change. We want a walk change, amen. When the doors will be opened by God's grace, when we come back, we want to be different. We want our walk to be changed. We want our kids, you know, by God's grace, my kids, I'm trying to help them to stand and listen to the word of God. There must be a change in every situation. Let my walk be changed, Lord. Brother Branham, God says, oh, Brother Branham says, he was confirming something to me that was just fixing to happen pretty soon now that he showed me about six and eight months ago. He told me just to keep humble before the Lord and it will be wonderful when it's taken place. I'm very happy of that. He gave me a promise and he knew that that promise will come because God gives him a promise. But he told me, you have to stay humble. Your attitude has to stay humble. And I believe that in every junction of his ministry of Brother Barnum, there was what God was requiring something more for him. He was requiring something more for him. You want to go to a higher level? You want to change? You need to, you, your attitude needs to be changed. Your attitude needs to be changed. The way you look at things needs to be changed. He saw it, we saw it in the ministry of the prophet. Each pool, each junction, there was a search for more of God. I'll put it later. The prophet was not a bad Christian. Do you agree with me? He was not a bad Christian. He was, but we see in every junction in his life as he was going, God required more sincerity. You have to become more sincere. You have to become more sincere. You have to become more sincere. As I was just looking at it, I said, Lord, what kind of sincerity was you looking at? As the, as the prophet, is, the, 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 the wave shift, or the prophet, the word of God was the, was, was the wave shift in him, in his life. As he was going through this ministry, there was a change of his ministry. And I believe that the bride has to go as well to the same change of the ministry. The bride has to go deeper, deeper to know more about God, to know more about God, to live closer to God, to become more and more sincere. As we heard this, this morning, maybe we read things we didn't understand at the time when we read it, but may God, may you unveil it to a greater level. May you unveil it to the greater level. How is he going to unveil it to a greater level? Lord, my attitude needs to be changed. If you stay the same way, nothing is going to open up. Your attitude needs to be changed. More humility, more humility, more prayer, more dedication, more commitment to God, more, more, more being open for God to reveal himself to you. Oh, praise be to God. Yeah. Prophet says, I still have a lot of time. When God gives his church a blessing and they move along in that blessing so long and things become common to the world, then they begin to run it down. Then the Spirit of God moves in and raises up a standard again, and there is a breaking forth of revival or something. As the pastor says this morning, when we come back, we appreciate the church more. Amen? I believe we appreciate the church more when we come back. Was it maybe we became too common to the church? We became too common to the song leader? We became too common with the things to that person? We became too common to different things? 
we relied maybe too much, <laughs> relied maybe too much on, on, on the ministers, maybe relied too much on, on the song leader, maybe relied too much on other different things, that now God has given us this opportunity where we have to come back, say, God, I want a closer personal relationship with you. Lord, maybe I want something closer to you, more than emotions, more than things, more than, more, more than even the atmosphere of others. I want my atmosphere to be so close to you that to become a reality to me, Lord, when I go back, it will become a new level. When I go back, it becomes something different, Lord. We are in the bride revival, but that bride revival has to become a personal revival, amen. We have to come to the point where we say, I am the bride revival. Amen. Now, Daniel was not a sinner, and I like this place. Daniel was not a sinner, but he confessed his own sins and also the sins of his people. Brother Banham was not a dishonest man. He was not a deceitful man. But in the growing of his ministry, God tells him, as I mentioned, be more sincere. I believe, remember the word in him was the wave chief showing that there are more to come. We need to go through the same process and come to the full maturity to the manifestation of sons and daughters of God. Do you believe that? I believe that as we have now, we have now the power to bind the mamba. The power is given to the prophet to bind the mamba. But I believe the bride as well, as she's growing, as she becomes more sincere with God, she has the power to bind the mamba. It means you have the power to bind anything that is in your life that is trying to beset you. You have that power to bind it. The only condition is to become more sincere with God, more sincere with yourself, more sincere with God. As I'm preaching here, preaching like here, but I'm preaching to those who are also watching, I'm going to astonish you with this statement. This statement as the church of the living God we have the power to stop this coronavirus we have the power to stop it our prayers can change the circumstances Going to, but if this corona, let me say, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that maybe God has put it this way, but let me say this let me start to put you a window here to try to show you in which angle I'm trying to put it if this thing is trying to disturb the program of God we have the power to stop it. If these things is getting on the way of the work being done in Uganda and the other places where God is still looking for his last elect, we have the power to stop it. We have the power to stop We need to have that burden. Let me say, if it is something that is stopping God's program, we have God is maybe putting the situation so that we come into the situation where we can have that burden of prayer to stopping the whole thing. Because we have the ability to stop the mamba. We have the ability to bind the mamba. Well, someone sent me this, this coat and, and it touched my heart. I think I shared it with also with, with the ministers. says 
God talked to Moses. I've been requested there that there is one of the most horrible polio epidemics that ever swept the land in Geneva, Iliona. I think there is 19 cases, and several of them is dead already, so pitiful, that horrible enemy. So I've been asked to have a request here for prayer for that, that God will come down in his mighty loving power and take that epidemic away from the country there. So now let us bow our heads and pray for that. And listen how the prophet is praying to it. And if the prophet could pray for that situation, see the attitude he had in that situation. He says, our dear precious Lord, we are so unworthy to come to you, but yet... Thou hast been so loving to us to promise us that if we ask anything, you will do it. When you look at the prayer of the prophet, it's such a parallel of the prophet of the prayer of Daniel that he was praying. That he was praying for his own sins and will pray as well for the sins of his people. That's the confidence that we come in tonight confessing all our sins and the sins of this nation the sins of this city that we are speaking of, oh God, be merciful and think of those poor little children falling with that horrible demon of polio. We nice the bride, we are not there saying, oh, let them, let, let them, let them suffer as, they can, as long as my house is protected, it's okay. <laughs> that should not be the attitude, I doubt that should be the attitude. Say, oh no, it's okay, let them suffer, I'm, I'm okay here, I'm, I'm safe. Lord, by God's grace, through the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm safe here, Lord. But Lord Jesus Christ, if it's something that is getting on the way of the believers, or way of the children of God, Lord, I rebuke that spirit, Lord. May take it away. May you bring us, Lord, in a full communion with you. Lord, may this situation bring us in prayer for more burden, Lord. We're not just there to be, to be, to be defense. We are not defenseless. We have a defense. We have to be active in the same situation. What burden do you have in your heart for others. Be merciful and think of those little children falling with that horrible demon. We know that they can, that, that can remove these things. I pray God that there will be an old-fashioned meeting starting, starting study there, a prayer meeting all around the city. May the churches fall in their faces, the peoples, and go to screaming out to God. And you believe you'll stop the plague, Lord, that we want to say that our hearts are bleeding for those people. The heart of the prophet is bleeding for those people, those Christians in that city and those poor little children Oh God, hasten that the day that when all this curse will be gone away and there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow. We feel that those poor fathers and mothers tonight, let me tell you, if we are not going into the rapture and we have more years here, let me tell you, this thing has to be stopped. But if we are going to rapture, let's go into the rapture. I feel for them knowing and experience. I feel, Lord, that the poor hearts are crushed 
Be merciful, God. I pray that the plague will leave this very night. May there not be one more case broke out. May it stop now. May the enemy be turned back and cast into destruction. Granted, Lord, may the angel of the Lord stand in the city. We know that the demons will scatter when he stands and they see him. Granted, Father, I pray that to you. Beg and confess that we are sinners and not worthy of it. We ask you to do it in the, in, for the kingdom of God's sake. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. We are not praying like denominations are praying, because they are praying out of fear. We are praying because we have the power, and if something is getting on the way of God's plan, we have the power to bind it. And at the end of that quote, he says, Brother Ran, that will be a wonderful time, won't it? I'll be glad when it's all over somehow. You know, if you get to see the world getting weaker, weaker there, and worse all the time, I think that John on the Isles of Patmos said, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Kind of sick and tired of it, aren't you? Even so, come, Lord Jesus Christ is our prayer. Even so, come, because we are so sick and tired of the whole thing. John, I think John was also in lockdown in the Isle of Patmos. But he had there, and when he saw the things being unveiled, he said, Even so, come, Lord Jesus Christ. Even so, come, Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the burden of that prayer is not just a saying for the sake of the saying. It has to be a burden in the heart. It has to be a prayer sincere from the heart. Even so, Lord Jesus Christ, come. If you pray that way, look at the conditions in your family. Look at the conditions of a loved one. Do you have a burden for them? Are you just praying for you to get rid of and you don't forget, you are forgetting about the loved ones around you. We need to have that burden, Lord. If I'm praying, Lord Jesus Christ, come. I'm praying also for my loved ones to have a personal relationship with you, Lord. I want all of them to be saved, Father. Come. If you come, you are saving them as well. Amen. Amen. In this time, as something is about to happen, what is the attitude of the believer? prophet says, we become interested in some emotions. We become interested if we can dance, if we can shout, I believe in it. If we can speak with tongues, I believe in it. I believe in every bit of that. But if we have that and don't have that agonizing, weeping, broke up spirit, God can never use it. Them things are good, but we got to have the other to go with it. We've left off the main thing and gone for secondary. You can never measure minor. We know that. So what is the measure? The measure is you have to have that agonizing, weeping, broke up spirit so that God can use us for his glory. Lord Jesus Christ, I want a closer walk with you. Lord Jesus Christ, remember those who don't know you yet. Don't know you yet. Lord Jesus Christ, may you come and intervene. Lord Jesus Christ, bring me to a closer relationship with you. Agonizing, agonizing and weeping spirit and the burden for the lost soul. Are you with me so far? Oh. The conditions, we can pray for the rapturing conditions. I just want to mention what the prophet says. 
It says, when a man lives by faith and walks by faith, I mean substance faith, he is isolated from the entire world and becomes a new creature in Christ. Now, in the perfect faith, now we are getting into bright material. See, 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 we are getting into rapturing conditions now. That means for each one of us, not just the pastor, the deacons, the trustees, that means that the laity, every individual walks in the world with God alone. You baptize into this kingdom and there is nobody in there but you and God. See, he gives the orders and you pack them up. Whatever he says, there is not a shadow of doubt nowhere. You walk right on. If the Lord says this, there is nobody in the world can walk, can talk you out of it. You go right on just the same. Now, you coming into perfect faith, perfect perfection that cannot fail, that faith never fails. He was, yes, he was a mystic to them with his perfect faith, and so he is now in those who have perfect faith as a mystic to others. Let me tell you, let the burden in the bride now being praying this time, Lord, give me that perfect faith. Give me that perfect love. Make me get into that rapturing conditions. It is now the time to be praying for those things. Amen. It's not a thing that we just have to see, oh, God is going to fulfill somehow. God is going to, yes, he's going to fulfill somehow. Yes, there is a bride. I want to be that bride. I want to have that desire for that, to be that bride. I want that perfect faith in being inside of me. I want the perfect love inside of me to the point I can love the worst of my enemies. If I'm not able to forgive others, Lord, help me during this time that I have that love inside of my heart that I can forgive others no matter what they did to me. Oh, <laughs> may God help the bride. Amen. I'm just going to thought that I would have went too fast through it, but maybe I'm not, not, not maybe able to go in the second part, but maybe I'll leave the justice part. In the first Exodus, when something was about to happen, the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jehovah answered. That's why the prophet could say, Amram's prayer was just exactly with the scriptures. Their prayers was with the promised word. God promised at that time to do it. They prayed for it, and there was a proper child. Like I said at the beginning, our prayer is different from the denominations who cry out of fear. We are praying by speaking according to the scriptures. Our repentance is the word. Our confession is the word. We are like Mary. Lord, let it be, let it be done unto us according to your word. Lord, your word says this. I want that to be manifested in my life. Your word says that I shall have perfect love. I want that in my life. The word says I shall have perfect faith. I want that in my life. Let it be done to me according to your word, Lord Jesus Christ. Because we have received the cry of the mother eagle telling us now that something is about to happen. We are responding to that cry. Lord, we want to be the cry. We want to be the final voice to the final age. We want to be the manifestation of sons and daughters of God. Amen. As the Bible says, the spirit and the bride say the same thing. Come. What is it saying the same thing? It means the spirit was inspired the prophet to speak. The prophet spoke. Now we have to live it. Our life has to be the manifestation of the word that the prophet preached. Amen. 
in this time of lockout, Lord, what do you want me to do in order to do your purpose? What do you want me to do in order to express my love to you more? Maybe prayer, maybe meditation, maybe educating the children, maybe praying for others, maybe calling others. Maybe, let me do something in this time. For not only complaining about this, this, Lord, you are doing something in this time. Let me do it for your purpose that you are doing. Prayers changes things. Prophecies. You know this quote, but I just say the healing of Jairus' daughter. It's a long quote. I'm just trying to get the place where he's saying, if Jesus had to spend much time in prayer to stay in fellowship with the Spirit that was in him, how much more do you and I have to spend in prayer? Much time in prayer. If you only knew what time in prayer meant. Sometimes when you are in prayer, God changes the complete destination of different things that are going to happen. You have the power to change the direction of many things that's going to happen. Maybe it will have happened in your area. Maybe it will have happened affected your neighbor. Your prayer can change the direction how many things can happen. Oh, Amen. Prophet said, do you believe that? Might be something fixing, might be something fixing to happen, and your prayer could change the whole situation. Well, you say, if God knows it's going to happen, what would my prayer do? That's fatalism, right? If God knows that's going to happen, what my prayer do? The prophet says, you remember when he stood there looking out in the harvest and he said, he was the Lord of the harvest. He said, the harvest is ripe and laborers are but few. Pray for ye, the Lord of the harvest, that you will send laborers into the harvest. In other words, pray to me that I will send laborers into my harvest. Which I'm just telling you it's such a needy thing. He knows that it's needed. He knows that it's needed. But he wants you and I to be praying for something that he knows that is needed. He knows that there will be a bride. There is a bride today. But he wants you and I to be part of that. And being in the plan of God to be praying for that bride. Oh my. But part of it lays in human beings. Do you believe that? The kingdom of God lays within the human being now. Jesus said in one place, I am the vine, you are the branches. The vine can't bear fruit. The branches in the vine bears fruit. God cannot bear fruit of itself. It's God to take the church. Is that right? It's God to take your branch, you branches to bear fruit. Another place he said, just comes to my mind. God heals by many ways. He heals by love. He heals by music. He heals, he heals by different things. Someone is sick, you just send a little music. You don't know. You are being part of God, being used to you, using you in order to be healing for the other person. What is eternal life? Living for others we heard on Friday. What is eternal life? You have the power to impart eternal life to others. Praise be to God. Amen. And when your branches are yielded to the vine, then fruit come forth. See what I mean? God wants your hands. He wants your eyes. He wants your tongue. 
He wants your lips. He wants your ears. He wants your hands. Feet so he can bring forth fruit through you. Now Jesus put much time in prayer. Amen. Wonderful. When something is about to happen, it creates a burden. When something was fixing to happen in times of Easter, there was a burden of prayer. Easter called, something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. I call out a prayer. I call out fasting. I call out prayer because something was about to happen. Before the crucifixion, when something was fixed to happen, Jesus had a greater burden for prayer, the Bible says. He prayed so fervently. When something so major was about to happen, he had a burden for prayer. Don't neglect family prayer. Don't neglect the family prayer. Jesus wants to meet you there. Amen. The Bible actually says when you see those things happening, you lift up your eyes because your redemption is, is drawing now. Watch. Be watchful. How to be watchful is to be watchful in prayer. First Peter 4, 7. Sister, if you can help me. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. For the ministry of Brother Branham, while he was in prayer, the Bible says, as we heard for, as we listened, winding down, I don't think, don't want to take too long, the second part, but I took example of Daniel. While I was speaking and praying, 21, 9, 20, while I was speaking and praying, while I was speaking in prayer, while I was speaking in prayer, the same thing for the brother Barnum says, while I was in prayer, the angel gave me the commission. While I was in prayer, he gave me the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, 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 says, uh, the one he says, it looks like the, uh, the picture of Hoffman. While I was in prayer, I got the vision. While I was in prayer, there had been a sword placed in my hand. And he told me, this is the sword of the word of God. While I was in prayer, amen. While I was in prayer, he had an experience. Let me tell you, maybe when we come back here, may God give us experiences. While I was in prayer, he revealed this to me. While I was in lockdown, he revealed this to me. When I was listening to the word of God, when I was in lockdown, he made these things become reality to me. When I was in this situation, he made the thing become reality to me. That's what we want, Lord Jesus. A different walk, a different attitude, amen. Prayer does not mean that you are agitated. Prayer means that you are stand still on God's promises. How can I stand still? Come back to the word of God. What's the word of God is saying? Be in prayer. Amen. It's not contradicting each other. Oh no, I pray only when I'm being agitated. If you are agitated, actually prayer is also the best remedy. It quietens your nerves. It's a quote of the prophet. Prayer quietens your nerves. You become agitated, come into prayer. Lord, your word says this. Your word says this. You are in control of situations. Amen. When something was fixing to happen in time of Joshua, Joshua told the children of Israel, you have never walked this way before. Stand still. Sanctify yourself. Keep your eyes on the ark. Keep your eyes on the word. Not to the minister, not to the other person. Keep your eyes on the word of God. Not even to your favorite minister. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the word of God. Amen. 
The word of God is powerful, the Bible says. The word of God is quick and powerful. It means the word of God is the one that has the power to change, is the power to heal, is the power to restore, is the power to make things different. The word of God is powerful. Amen. Think about it. If you, become, if you receive the word of God, as powerful as the word of God, you receive the word of God. The Bible prophet says, when you receive the word of God, you become the word of God. It means you become powerful as the word of God is powerful. <laughs> because I live, you shall live also. If the son of man had to face death with one scripture, that shall not leave my son in hell, neither we shall suffer thy holy one to see corruption. How much more the bride who has so many scriptures related to her. Yes, little one is seen me no more, but because I live, you shall live also. There is a bride. There shall be a bride. Amen. Stand still, keeping your eyes on the word of God. The word of God is powerful. Keep your eyes on the word of God. I just want to read a few scriptures here. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, 10. Isaiah 30, 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall he be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall he be your strength. He would not. Amen. Remember, when Brother Pastor gave us the vision 2020, we didn't know that we'll come to this place and the situation we are living to. But it came just to my mind to remember the vision 2020. Amen. Believe in the Lord your God and it shall be established. Believe his prophet and it shall prosper. Amen. Let that be your vision. Wherever it's going, let that be your vision. Shalom to the bride. Shalom to the bride. Preaching this message now, it looks like we are putting something in the future but, or something in the past. Let me tell you, there is something that is happening right now. Yeah. And I thought I wanted to put in my second part. Let me tell you, there is something happening right now. And you need to be part of what is happening right now. There is something moving right now. The move is on for the bride. You need to be part of that move. Don't let anything distract you. You need to be part of that move that is going on. We are in our Easter. We are in our resurrection. Amen. There is a resurrection for the bride. Something is already happening right now. And you need to be part of that move that is happening right now. Amen. I put that for another time. God willing. The Lord tarries. Amen. I didn't answer to your question or to the question I asked at the beginning, but may God make that a reality that He makes that you know Him in the power of His resurrection become a personal experience to you. Amen. Brother Mike, if you can help us to sing. I actually enjoyed the song service for the song for the children. It was, it was good. I have mind, oh, we don't know those words. We don't know those words. But when they hear their own songs, they become really participants as well. So thank you for that. Um, a few songs here. Some, something keeps holding me. 
Something keeps holding me Every day I see He's helping me faithfully To overcome my trials He's guiding me Once again, I feel the pool. 